1: And welcome to this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, delighted today to uh, explore for you something new. It's called the Utah Alliance of the Determinants of Health. Now, that's a complicated title, but important for us to understand. Joining us in studio to give us that background is Lisa Nichols. She is the Community Health Executive Director with Intermountain Healthcare. Lisa, thank you for being back. Yeah, thank you, Rebecca. Love all the initiatives and the outreach you do to help better the health in uh, the state of Utah and beyond. Joining us, too, is Allie Martinez. She is the Executive Director of Midtown Community Health Center. And Allie, thank you for being here.
2: Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. And first
1: of all, may I ask, the Midtown Community Health Center, can you explain to us a bit about that umbrella?
2: Of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, Midtown Community Health Center is a federally qualified health center. So we serve all patients from all backgrounds, but our primary focus is being a medical home to individuals who are... Um, socially ec- and economically disadvantaged, so we have a uninsured population of about sixty percent um, and we make sure that those individuals, particularly have a a medical home and a primary medical home, which means that we are patient centered and bring all of the services to the patient in one place as much as possible.
1: How many uh, clinic or health centers are part of the Midtown Community Health Center?
2: We have eight clinics across four counties. So we are in Salt Lake County, Davis County, Weber County, and Cache County. We serve about 26,000 patients a year.
1: And it's important for me to have you share that, and I appreciate that, because when we talk about individuals who are uninsured or those who have social or economic factors that limit their access to health care, that's everywhere in the state of Utah. Is that not true, Lisa?
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true. You know, across the state, Utah has an, an uninsured rate of about 13%. And you can go to any community across the state and find individuals and families who are uh, underserved and who are facing, um, you know, s- serious economic and um, social crises in their lives.
1: Let's talk about the Utah Alliance of the mm-hmm. Determinants of Health. I, I kind yeah. of did a little wink saying that's a big title, but it has a very important goal.
0: Yeah, and you can just call it the Alliance. Okay. But the goal of the Alliance is to address the social needs that individuals have in order to decrease healthcare costs and influence overall all health. So we know, you know, the healthcare system in the United States has historically really focused in on the healthcare delivery system, so the sorts of services that we provide to people and also healthy behaviors. And those things are really important. But we're learning more and more that, you know, what's even more important is the house that you live in and whether or not you have food in your fridge and whether your utilities are working and your income and your educational level. And we can look across the nation at different zip codes and see that in communities where there are lower incomes and lower educational attainment, that there can be up to a 10 to 20 years difference in lifespan in those communities versus communities that have higher edu- educational attainment and higher um, incomes.
1: How does that concern you, Allie, um, hearing that as we as we combine together as a state and take a look and say, okay, those who are at a different economic uh, advantage or, or disadvantage face different health risks?
2: So working in a community health center, um, it is the patient that we see every single day and um, there's only so much that can happen inside of our doors, and we really need to address what happens outside of our walls. And that is the challenge that we face um, in a community health center and the patient population that we see is how do we connect patients to those resources outside? Because we know that we can't really get to the root um, of those health care outcome challenges Unless we address those those other social factors. How did we
1: identify, Lisa, is it just coming from research? Mm -hmm. How did, and I know you represent Intermountain Healthcare, but how did you identify that these are other things we need to look at when we're talking about the overall health of Utahns?
0: Yeah. So, um, this is work that's being, that's happening across the nation, um, and actually happening outside of the nation as well, is there really is an understanding and there's evidence in the literature that addressing these social needs has more influence on improving health and decreasing health care costs, making it more affordable f- for all of us. Um, that evidence exists in the literature. Um,
1: so it's a worldwide problem. Mm-hmm. We come down just a bit to the, a country issue, yep. and then we're boiling it down to the state of Utah. And mm-hmm. where is the Alliance's goal then to recognize mm-hmm. uh, those populations that might be at greater risk and then try to um, address the gap?
0: Yeah, so the alliance is a demonstration initiative, and it's currently we'll, we'll be launching in uh, January 2019 in both Ogden and Saint George. So again, it is a you know a statewide issue in different communities. But our intent is really to learn some best practices and then be able to scale across the state and hopefully create some practices that inform the nation as well, so that we really can have a, a healthier nation. And you know, the costs of healthcare are really unsustainable, and we have to do something as a nation to decrease healthcare costs as well.
1: So, when we talk about this project that is rolling out in 2019, who needs to be the players to to help address complex issues like this, Allie?
2: I hate to be cliche, but you think of it takes a village um, and it's true. And I think that one of the reasons why those two communities were chosen is because there are so many community collaborations already in place. Um, so the wheels are already turning and the mechanism is, the mechanisms are in place to really tackle this as a community collaboration. Um, because Midtown cannot do this alone. Um, Intermountain cannot do this alone. Um, we have social services and human services and our school districts and every, Everyone holds a piece of the puzzle. And through the alliance, we can really pool our resources together um, to make sure that individuals have the care that they need. Social needs to be addressed and health care needs to be addressed.
1: For those who have joined us, that is Allie Martinez. She's the executive director of the Midtown Community Health Center, which has eight different clinics Correct. throughout Utah, yes. providing uh, health care, patient-centered health care. Uh, uh, regardless of funding and insurability, is that correct? correct, or insurance resources. So helping to tackle some of the uh, monetary struggles that individuals have when they're trying to get health care. Lisa is with us as well. She's the Community Health Executive Director with Intermountain Healthcare. We're talking about the Alliance, the Alliance Utah Alliance of Determinants of Health. Talk to me a bit about, Lisa, about when you say there's when we've looked traditional hair health care and we've looked at making sure they've got appointments, they've got preventive care, mm-hmm. we've now learned we need to take a look at social structures. what yeah. what what falls under social? what What do we need to be looking at to try to help uh, help us become a healthier? yeah uh, community? so there's
0: mm-hmm. there's actually um you know, a, a framework for this work, but you look at things like housing, adequate housing. um you know if if someone is housed uh, that that really um is sort of, that's a foundation for having good health. Um, is is the housing safe? Do they have utilities that work? So we think about even, you know, some, some of the patients Ali might have diabetes, for example, or a medication that needs to be refrigerated. Um, and if they don't have a working refrigerator, uh, you know, that's, it's really impossible. And if you don't have healthy foods, that's really impossible. Um, you look at interpersonal violence. Um, you know, it, it, violence in the home can be really disruptive. Uh, social isolation, educational attainment, uh, transportation. Um, you know, having adequate transportation really leads to being able to, uh, you know, get, get food in your household and get to a job. So all of those things are really important in helping someone be healthy.
1: Is the Midtown Community Health Center already, you said, um, there are some examples of collaboration with other agencies to try to take care of the social and physical mental health needs of a patient. What other type of agencies would you network with? Um, Or do you network with? Midtown
2: is an absolute... We we just realized that there is a need to collaborate. So we... Anyone who will partner with us, really, um, because, because there's so much that's needed outside of our doors. So Weber Human Services, our local mental health authorities, um, in several counties we partner with, um, the local health departments, our community coalitions, our school districts, um, all of those are partners and everyone comes together to tackle these issues, um, from their own, own discipline and own background, but realizing that we have to cross um, those silos to really make a difference. And <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. So I, again, I just think that there are all already these partnerships and all of those are actively involved. Um, you know, even our local universities, for example, Weber State University and the work that they're doing with Ogden Cannes. Um, to make sure that there is a a community approach to addressing needs for the individuals and in our, in our residents.
1: Even as you mentioned uh, school districts, it reminded me that as I walked into work today, we have food boxes uh, for high schools, um, which have pantries so that those teenagers who are coming from a home that does not have an adequate food supply, that those mm-hmm. teens can go to school and pull from this donated pantry. To me, that's just one small example of Mm -hmm. how it's coordinated. Kids are teens are already Mm -hmm. at school. So let's provide for them while they're there. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think, you know, across the state, uh, we have very good social services and we're a community that takes care of our community members. And part of what the Alliance seeks to do is to coordinate those services in a better way. So if, if, If it's a challenging time in your life, it's really difficult to know where to go to get everything you need, and you might have to go to 20 different places. So how can we, in alignment with all of the social services and health agencies, make this easier to navigate and get people the services they need.
1: And I appreciate that, especially because as you explain that, I go back to some of the risk factors you were describing, someone who may um, not have the social support or economic support. Transportation's an issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Employment's an issue. Stability, housing. And we're wanting these individuals in order to get the help that's out here Mm -hmm. to go to 20 different locations with those challenges that exist already.
0: Right, right. Right and even you know if i make if as a health system we make a referral to someone for a food bank we don't actually know if we get if they get there right we don't know if they have transportation to get there um Maybe the food bank doesn't have food that is of the, of that person's culture. So how do we start to work so that the food bank knows I've sent someone and I know that that person comes and their need was met? And maybe if they don't have transportation, we figure out how to get them there. Or if they're homebound, we figure out how to have food delivered. Um, so we have a lot of resources. We just need to make sure that we we can always get them to people in the right way.
1: Midtown Community Health Center, uh, you mentioned Ali Martinez, that its goal is to provide patient-centered health care, especially for those who might be at an economic disadvantage. What stories of or what patient stories maybe come to mind to you when Lisa's describing it could happen like this, there may be someone like this when this is what you're seeing day to day?
2: Yeah, actually, Lisa's comment just reminded me of a recent story as we were helping a patient navigate to the food pantry, um, over at OCAP, the Ogden Weber, um, Community Action Center. And, um, they were, the staff there were so ecstatic because they got a truckload of acorn squash. Um, and they couldn't figure out why people could wouldn't take it um, it's rare that a food pantry has fresh vegetables um, and after just having conversations with individuals and families who were visiting the food pantry they didn't know what they were they didn't know how to cook them um, and so it it does. Make us realize that we have to cross those cultural barriers um, as we're designing these services. Um, because as a healthcare provider, we want those healthy fruits and vegetables, especially for patients like diabetics or people who are navigating through childhood obesity and getting healthy foods for their kids. Um, but we have to keep those things in mind if we really want them to be effective.
1: You were mentioning, thank you, Lisa, that someone. Who may, who does not, and, and help correct me that those who may not have the non medical uh, support in place, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that their lifespan could be as much as 20 years shorter than yeah. others?
0: Yeah, that's really what the literature is showing us. Um, and so, I mean, if you start to think about, uh, you know, ha- having a stable job with an adequate wage, that gets you adequate food in the home. It gets you a safe place to live. Um, it gets you insurance and access to health care. So these things start to build on one another. And to the extent that we can really you know, create a community in which people have the opportunities and are able to meet their needs, we have a healthier community.
1: One of the initiatives that I have participated in uh, with Lisa is called Healthy Mind Matters. Uh And one of the things that um, changed my whole paradigm about healthcare is the concept that Intermountain Healthcare was working to make sure that mental health uh, providers, um, Mm -hmm. caregivers, were available, easily accessible in standard hospitals and clinics. So that the care is there where they need it. Mm-hmm. To me, I look at this alliance, and it's an expansion mm-hmm. of what we say healthcare is. Yeah, not just the physical body, not just the mental health body, but having mm-hmm. uh, healthcare uh, be so comprehensive that we look at what risk factors this individual patient has mm-hmm. and how to help them be overall more healthy. Yeah, it's
0: really about maybe well being instead of health, Thank you. and looking at someone as as a total person. And all of the things, all of the um, strengths they have, and some of the challenges that they may face at different parts in their lives, and and helping people meet those challenges so they really can be, um, you know, self reliant and healthy.
1: As you um, have directed these eight different clinics, uh, the executive director of Midtown Community Health Center, if you could describe kind of your ideal, paint the picture. What would that look like for the overwhelming patients that you have coming through the door that struggle economically and socially?
2: Well, I think as a community health center, we already have some key pieces in place. So we do provide physical health, behavioral health services, uh, oral health services, substance abuse services. And so to be able to expand to, well, this is where you can go to um, get those social services needs met as well, and having that warm handoff um, that will tackle those barriers like transportation, and um, that really will make us whole um, because we we are really in a place where we're trying to navigate folks, but we don't have that. Warm handoff. We don't know if any if those patients are making it to the food pantry or to that referral um, to social detox, for example, um, because we're limited by our own resources. So really, partnering allows us to. Look at the whole person.
1: May I also ask both of you could answer this question: How does this paradigm change? Looking at this type of project ahead of us yeah. in Ogden and, and St. George, how does it change the questions a healthcare provider asks a patient to yeah. to give the big picture of what his or her resources or needs may be?
0: Yeah. So I think you know currently you know we have a number of uh, things we take as vital signs. We take your blood pressure and we take your weight. And we ask you a series of questions about what you might be experiencing physically um, or even emotionally. But we don't ask, you know, Rebecca, do you have food in the home? Are you safe in your home? And so it does really change. You know, it, the, the mission of Intermountain Healthcare is to help people live the healthiest lives possible. And to really help people live the healthiest lives possible, we have to understand all of the challenges. And do what we can do as a healthcare provider in collaboration with other community partners to address uh, the things that people are facing.
1: Interesting, as I and I appreciate mm-hmm. that. As um, I was speaking to my father, elderly uh, gentleman, mobility challenged, um, mental uh, faculties declining a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, money's tighter. That's the the picture of a lot of our mm-hmm. our elderly. We were talking about isolation yeah. and its effect. On our overall health and, and, and we, I talked about why it's so important to be having friends come over to be getting out of the house and and we will face that as we look at Utah we have so many people aging that that isolation is an effect to their overall health it's something we need to address and ask about in healthcare too
2: definitely and really having um, the resources in place to make those home visits Um, to make sure that folks are getting to the appropriate resources. Um, and if they can't, meeting them where they are.
1: Mm, I appreciate that. Just yesterday, I was online trying to Google resources for the elderly, (laughs) you know, because each population is, is so vulnerable. So Mm -hmm. that's, it's the Utah Alliance of the Determinants of Health. And it's an ongoing, or the project actually starts, you said, officially in January?
0: January 2019. We've been planning for the last year and we'll launch, um, A demonstration for three years, but, you know, really with an intent to do this work across the state.
1: And and, um, do you have individuals that are empowered under this alliance to work through this in Ogden and St. George? Or how will this be put into motion?
0: Yeah, so we actually, um, we're really proud of the way that uh, this has come together. You know, we've uh, repeatedly said that this is focused on collaboration than it takes all of us. So there's a governance structure that includes Intermountain, but really is comprised of the community based social services organizations where we need to bridge that gap between healthcare and social services, um, with all of those individuals sort of collectively planning and governing this work.
1: Uh, that's exciting for us. Yeah. For those who would like to either learn more. About the alliance, should is there a place on Intermountain Healthcare, or or should, tell us a bit about that? Because it is a project, the, yeah, phase, yeah, right? Yeah, the, the
0: work mm-hmm. is is very new, so we are in uh, the process of developing a, a website for it. Um, and, so so we do not yet have one, but but it'll be coming soon.
1: All right, and we can look at that. Mm-hmm. Just the conversation itself, to me, changes the way an average citizen might approach the way they look at their health care, mm-hmm. at their neighbor's health care, at the people uh, around them. And, and that in itself has such impact. Right. So it's, it's been uh, beautiful to have you here. I wanted to, to just recap really quickly, because as I read about the Alliance, it says you'll be working with local government agencies and community-based organizations, as uh, Allie has also mentioned, to address interpersonal violence, education, housing instability, Utility needs, food, security, insecurity, transportation, family and social support, income and employment. That paints a much fuller picture, doesn't it, Mm -hmm. of a person's life and their ability, their, their well-being. Exactly. Access to that. The Utah Alliance of the Determinants of Health. Today, we've been joined by Lisa Nichols, the Community Health Executive Director of Intermountain Healthcare. Also, Ali Martinez, who is the Executive Director of Midtown Community Health Center. How do we find Midtown Community Health Center?
2: Um, you can visit our website at midtownchc.org and a list of all of our... Um, sites are can be found there.
1: And you said they're in four counties. We
2: are in four counties. In, in Utah. In Salt Lake, Davis, Weber, and Cash.
1: Okay. Midtown Community Health Center, Allie Martinez and Lisa Nichols. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum.
0: Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you.